My name is Ty Brady. I am the owner of Brady Insurance Marketing. Welcome to the Ty Brady Way, Episode 6, More Than One Path. Today, I wanted to go over a few small topics, and the first one is leads. You know, if I have action, how do I get the leads? And there's a few different ways to do that. And especially in my market, somebody can order a turn in 65 list with a name and a number. That literally is, it's data mined by a bunch of different companies. They say, okay, here's a name. At some point, they responded to a survey and they said, hey, this survey, I'm 65 years old. I've got this basic income and my birthday is in April, whatever the case may be. So all that information is data mined. It's traditionally inexpensive, but you can't really do a whole lot with it other than just do direct mail to them and wait for them to respond or a personalized letter, a personal approach. If you are in a market where it's predominantly MedSup, or excuse me, where it is MedSup, um, you may want to call them on the phone, but there's so many, you know, if you're not getting scrubbed against the do not call list and all of the other things you got to deal with to make sure you're compliant, the best thing you can do is just do direct mail and try and get them to call you. That's a, a turn in 65 list. Another one, another couple of ways that strategies of doing mailing is targeting people that may be a different, a different demographic. So for instance, 64 and a half to 72. This could be through direct mail. It could be through internet marketing, social media, those types of platforms. But those are things that traditionally take a lot of resources and a lot of time and continuing to update over time so that you're in front of everybody. But the, the quickest way that I tell agents is direct mail. And there's a number of different lead houses out there that do direct mail. They have the data. They mail a, a pre-approach postcard that says, hey, I'm turning 65, or I'm interested in Medicare savings programs, or I'm interested in dental vision hearing, or I'm interested in learning how to save money, or I need a doc- lower doctor copay. Whatever the case may be, these lead houses have pre-designed material and they traditionally have a rate of return with a particular lead that averages across the country. So for an example is, if I did a direct mail piece, I like to do age 64 and a half to 72. 64 and a half I like to do because it always catches those people turning 65. And I may not catch them where I can write them because they may be with, you know, six months out from their birthday. But I still want to contact them and let them know that I can help them. I'm a local agent and what I'm able to do for them. I go to 72 because usually past 72, seniors are traditionally set in their ways. Or if it's not broken, why fix it? And me personally, I've struggled trying to reach people or get them paid over the age of 72 to do anything because they're happy and comfortable where they're at. However, if you want to go past age 72, you're more than welcome to do that. So 64 and a half to 72. Another thing I like to do is female first when I'm doing a direct mail piece. The reason I do female first is females are the ones that are opening the mail. You know, it may be addressed to the husbands, but they're the ones opening the mail. They're reading the mail. They're checking to make sure what bills came in, bills came out. And they, be, they may even be the ones that fill the business reply card out or the direct mail piece and send it back to you. I don't like to do income. Some people like to put an income cap on their, their mailing, depending on if they're doing a, like a Medicare savings lead or are you trying to save money? They try to target people that may be of lower income. But the way I look at it is traditionally in zip codes, 
the predominantly low income if in certain areas. And everyone knows that in their areas where they, they work and live. And I would just not worry about putting an income cap if I'm working a particular zip code. But when I'm having a lead company pull a lead count, I want them to pull by county so I can see that county has 20 zip codes. And in those zip codes, I have, you know, this zip code, this code, this, this zip code, this zip code, this zip code. Well, I know this zip code is predominantly low income. So that's the ones I'm going to target because I want to work this lead that's predominantly for lower income folks. And, or if I'm targeting people in the financial service side, I may want to target them a little bit different by a different zip code. Traditionally, their next door neighbor is not going to be making a million dollars. Um, people live where they live because they can afford it. And the reason that's why I don't put an income on when I do a direct mail piece. Another thing that I like to do is besides female first, no income, age demographic is I like to pull by counties. I think I mentioned that I like to pull it by county because it tells me all the zip codes. And so an, an example of that would be when I do a direct mail piece, I know that the national average right now with certain mail pieces, let's say it's 3%. If I did a thousand piece lead order, that means a thousand people mailed, they get the leads delivered to their mailbox. They said, Hey, this card says I could potentially save money on this, or it says I could have lower no copays for doctor visits, or there's new dental programs available. Whatever that lead piece says on it, that person responded to. So that lead goes directly to from the lead house to somebody's mailbox. They filled it out. They sent it back to the lead house. Lead house sends it to me, and then I have permission to call and start working that lead. So if I get a, a 3% return on a thousand piece lead order, I like to call this my 10, 10, 10 rule. When I get those leads back, I want to, I want to sort them. If I'm working people that are turning 65, I want to see all the people that are turning 65 or say they're 65 years old. I want to, I want to call those people right away. I don't want to wait another minute. I want to keep that momentum. I want to create action. I want to call them. I want to call them on the phone. I want to say, Hey, I'm a local agent. Um, you requested information about XYZ program. I'm going to be in your area on Tuesday at two or Thursday at four. Which of those two times works best for you? That's, that's literally how I'm going to start that conversation. As long as I know the person I have on the phone is Mrs. Jones or Mrs. Rogers or whoever it is. And I'm going to say, I'm a local agent. I'm here to help you. I have what they need, but they don't know it. And it doesn't matter to me what they choose because I want to help them find the products and services that work best for them. So I know 10 of those people are going to know why I'm calling. They're going to want me to come by. And as long as I get to them before their needs are met, I should be able to get in the door. I was making calls this morning with a new agent. And this is what happened. First call, guy answers. You know what? I should have never sent that business reply card in. I've had every dog and their brother call me. I'm never going to do that again. And I said, sir, well, did you get your needs taken care of? And he says, no, I have not. I said, so what were you interested in? I was interested in dental vision hearing. I said, well, did somebody come by and go over that with you? No, they haven't. And I'm like, well, that's why I'm calling. I'm a local agent. I have a lot of different programs, a lot of different options. And there may be one that works for you. I'd like to come by Tuesday at two or Thursday at four. Which of those times works best for you? And you know what? He was a little grumpy on the phone, but guess what? He set an appointment with me and I have an appointment on Wednesday at four. So you know that when you're making those calls, you're going to get an objection. Another one, a lady called on the phone. She was a little sick, said, Hey, are you feeling well? She says, no, I actually have the flu. I said, well, is now a good time? She says, no. I said, well, I won't take too much more of your time, but I have this postcard you sent back to me in the mail requesting information about this program. And I'd like to come by on Wednesday. This is all the time I need. I need 10 or 15 minutes. 
to see if I can be any help or service to you. She says, Wednesday sounds great. I said, does six o'clock work? She said, sure. I knew I already had an appointment at four. I was going to be in the area at six. And I scheduled two appointments and all of them matter about 15 minutes. So out of those 10 leads, people are going to want me to come by as long as I ask the right questions. And I do my job. If I do my job, I should be able to get 10 of those appointments set right away. Then you have the middle 10. These are the people that I get on the phone. I'm getting, I'm going to get an objection. But keep in mind, they didn't go to an ob- objection school. So they're going to tell you their dog died. Now's not a good time. I'm going on vacation. What's this call about? I didn't send it in. I thought you could send it to me in the mail. Whatever the objection is, be ready for it. Remember, they didn't go to objection school. And my, my philosophy is, you know what? I usually like to ignore, ignore that first objection like I didn't even hear it. They may say my, my dog died. I may say, okay, I'm sorry to hear that. But the reason for my call is this. I'm calling because you requested information. It's not because I'm just calling them. They wanted information. Something that they read on that card intrigued them. And it's my job to find out why. So again, if I find out why they sent it in, and all I'm focusing on when I'm making calls is getting an appointment. Nothing else. I don't care if they qualify or they don't qualify. I don't care if it's about dental. I don't care if it's about vision. I don't care if it's about hearing. I don't care if it's about Medicare supplements. I don't care about a drug. I don't care. My job is to get an appointment when I start making calls. But you better be ready for that objection. That's the next 10. They're going to give you an objection. Be ready for it. And if somebody, and here's the people that they're the tire kickers. You can present to these people if you dig deep enough and ask the right questions, but you got to get uncomfortable and ask the hard questions. Here's what happens most of the time. Somebody calls on the phone. I'm not interested. Okay. Thanks. Have a nice day. Goodbye. All right. Or I should have never sent that card in. Every dog and their brother's calling me. And you know what? The guy's a little abrasive on the phone, but what did I do? I was a little patient. I tried to be calm and said, well, did you get your information answered? What did he tell me? No. Well, that's why I'm calling. Turn the tables. I have what he needs. If they're not interested, if that's the objection, the interesting thing is they don't even know what they're not interested in. I haven't even presented to them. I haven't even went over the product. So how do they know they're not interested? That's just a screen, uh, just a smoke screen. I have to get past it. So with that smoke screen, if I know it's there, be ready for it. Get past the objection. Those are that middle third of people. Then you have the other third. These are people you're never going to get on the phone. You could call morning, evening, night, 30 times, 40 times, 50 times. It does not matter. But I tell you what, they're not answering to anybody else either. So what I tell agents to do is try and send them a text message. Well, they're like, well, what, what if they don't get the text? Do I care? No, at least I tried. Send them a pre-approach letter, meaning I take the lead. I have a letter introducing myself saying, I got this information you that you requested. I haven't been able to catch you on the phone. Please call me. I have it. We have pre-approach letters. Put the, put the card in there. It has their signature on it. They're going to recognize it. You know, they may call you. Send them a text message. We have all methods of contact. You can stop by their house. You can go to their door. You can go to their place of employment. You can send them an email. You can send them a text. You could send it back to them in the mail. That's the, that's the last third. Those last third of people, those are the ones I love because if nobody else got a hold of them and I take that extra step to get a hold of them, guess what? They're a done deal because nobody else found out why they sent that card in. Nobody else took the time to dig as far as I dug. Nobody took the time to ask the additional question. But guess what? Those are my favorite people because do you think another agent's going to get a hold of them? Nope. So guess what? They're clients for life and they refer like crazy. You know, I don't know how many times I've been to somebody's door with a lead card 
And they're like, I'm so glad you came by. And I know I've tried to call them 20 or 30 times, literally. I've called, 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 called. And they wouldn't respond. I stopped by the house. They say, come on in. I'm so glad you came by. It's unbelievable. That's my 10-10-10 rule when it comes to ordering direct mail. But you got to start somewhere. you got to create action. I tell agents, if you spend $500 a month, do direct mail. That's the quickest way from point A to point B. If agents would just do that, they would have more leads than they knew what to do with. But agents just don't do it. The next thing is referral partners. When you're, when you have leads, you got to ask yourself, does my doctor know what I do? Does my attorney know what I do? If I, does my PNC agent know what I do? Do my cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, redheaded stepchildren know what I do? Oh, excuse me, don't take offense to that, but does everybody know what you do? They are your biggest champions. Hey, you know what? My neighbor's turning 65. I told them to give you a call. Great. I appreciate that. Business is going great. My wife is my biggest, biggest proponent and my biggest one who gets me leads for agents, for clients. And she usually starts a conversation like this. Somebody comes up and says, how how you doing? I'm doing great. The insurance business is cranking business as well. How are you doing? Somebody says, this is how they're doing, blah, 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 whatever they want to say. Inevitably. So what's going on with the insurance business? What does Ty do again? And she repeats, Ty helps people who are aging into Medicare or already on Medicare with their health insurance and fill the gaps in Medicare. Well, my mom's turning, my mom's Medicare age or my cousin's Medicare age. Why don't you have, why don't you, here's Ty's card. Why don't you have him give Ty a call? There's no cost or obligation. It doesn't cost any money to use an agent. I mean, be ready for it. Tell people who you are, what you do. My personal doctor sends me a client a month, roughly. That's 12 policies a year. If you had five doctors that did that, how many policies would you sell a year? But again, nobody does it. All it is is telling my doctor what I do. Do you know anybody who's on Medicare, aging into Medicare, or needs help, or has Medicare questions? It's simple. That's how I get the word out. Do people know what you do? That's referral partners. You could you could have other CPAs, doctors, attorneys, lawyers, anybody that you know that has a professional business. Your landscaper, does he know what you do? You know you you have professional relationships. It's networking. Just another avenue to generate leads. You could do direct mail yourself. I was talking about direct mail with uh, lead houses. You could do a personalized letter with those turning 65 lists. And you could say, hey, I'm a local agent. A couple things I would tell you to use is pictures and color. I have people say, you know what? What a beautiful family you have. I'll use my family all day long as marketing. Because if it gets me in the door when another piece of material wouldn't, I'll do that all day long. The other thing too is if somebody calls me on the phone and says I have this problem, great. When can I come over? And then the last thing is objections. You know, you're going to get a standard objection. Know what they are. Be ready for them. Um, I didn't send the card in. Uh, the card, first of all, if it says Mrs. Jones, then make sure you talk to Mrs. Jones. Don't talk to Mr. Jones and Mr. Jones is telling you no because the concern wasn't with him. Or you say, well, I see this is a woman's handwriting. Would your wife have filled it in in your behalf, Mr. Jones? Would, did he fill it out in your behalf? Oh, yeah, let me have you talk to her. But my philosophy is, is talk to the person on the card, find out why, and the lead is not dead until literally they're buying or dying. Buying or dying because until their need is filled, there's still heartburn and frustration on their behalf. But again, it's my job. I need to find out why. My job is to find out why did they send this card in. There's obviously a, a few other objections you may get. Um, I don't have time right now. I don't have time either, but uh, I only need 10 or 15 minutes to determine whether I can be of any help. 
I just need 10 or 15 minutes. I'll be in your area Tuesday at 2 or Wednesday at 4. Whatever it is, always come back with that. You know what? I don't have time either. I'm really busy, but I'd really like to get the information you requested. So let me repeat the types of leads. You have turning 65 list. You have direct mail. You have referral partners. You have social media. Those are the primary sources that I've used in the past. I mean, you go radio and news or radio and TV and all those types of things. But referral partners take time. Just know that they're great. You have affiliation partners, you know, like a CPA that sends you or your doctor. You know, those are great referral sources. Thank you for tuning in. You can find The Ty Brady Way on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. To contact us, please email thetybradyway at gmail.com. The Ty Brady Way was edited and produced by Marlo Belmano. The theme music is an excerpt from Hot Chicken of the Woods by Isaac Joel.